Hi, welcome to the fourth episode of Fresh Off The Plane, a new podcast series where we talk to people and discuss about their problems, identities, relationships, and aspirations. My name is Andy, and I'm going to interview people with backgrounds from all across the world. I believe everyone has a unique story they can share, and hopefully this podcast will help people learn more about their stories, lifestyle, journey, and struggle as an international student or immigrant. In today's episode, we have Tio Hung Hao, who was born in Singapore. I'm really impressed by how mindset and the way he approaches things as an immigrant. He co-founded IDIPS, a platform for international students to get jobs and connection within the industry. Today, he will share some stories about his journey starting IDIPS at a very young age of 24. Thanks for coming to the podcast, How It's a pleasure having you. Likewise, it's a pleasure to be here. Why did you choose to create your own company, IDIPS, instead of working for someone? And why do you create this platform for international students? So I was actually from a finance background. I've worked in, have work experience in a law firm, in a bank, in a brokerage firm. So I was always along the finance path. And when I came here, it really crushed me to see some of my friends that were experiencing difficulties. And not just that, they, they were getting scammed. Some people were take, making use of their lack of information and they were they were monetizing different models off the backs of internationals who had paid so much to come here. And I felt that this just wasn't right. And that gave me the inspiration to actually start the platform because I started to look around and I was like, why isn't there anyone doing anything about this? There were, there were a few, but they were all working in their own silos. So I had the idea to actually bring everything together. Whatever it looks like, I didn't know what it was then. But as, a, as you can tell right now, a story is starting to shape up. And we do have people who are coming to us who are happy. And it's because it's a free platform to use, that they share it with their friends and all that, and then more people actually benefit. What is the best approach for international students to start their career overseas? So uh, I, I would think that most of us that come here, um, especially studying in universities and, and all that, uh, TAFEs, uh, our goal is to work professionally. Yes. So working professional is actually a mindset. Whether or not you, you go overseas or back home or trying to start up your career here, it's, it's a mindset. And some places is harder, some places is easier, but the common denominator would actually be connections. Uh, connections to, to, get, to lend him his first job. Same for me, but if I go back to Singapore, I'm sure that I'll be able to, to land a job within months. Having it here is, is a lot more difficult because we come here as international students and we don't really have the connections. So we either increase our networks by going for networking events and all that, or sign up for different courses which can allow us to accelerate uh, our ability to, to get into a full-time role through an internship, through a short course to improve our skill sets. Yep, so these are just a couple of options that are available. You mentioned about mindset. How do you develop this mindset as an international student or immigrant? Because maybe they, they're not really aware of this. Mm. So I, I would actually say that our grandparents and our great-grandparents, they came to, to Indonesia, they came to Singapore as immigrants too. They built themselves up in those nations as immigrants and actually created something. Now, this this wasn't something which their parents just handed it to them. They, they work hard for it. 
but they didn't have like Instagram, they didn't have Facebook to actually blast out about oh how tough or difficult their life is. A lot of them kept it, kept it inside, but they just work hard at it. And I feel that nowadays some of us actually forget the hardships that they've actually gone through to give us the comfort that we have today. And we need to actually build that up once again. Because some of us are from affluent backgrounds. And they say there's a Chinese saying that uh, wealth lasts three generations. So now it's the third generation and that's in our hands now, whether or not we want to make it become successful again, but it requires hard work and we need to have that mindset. Thanks for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, we had a conversation once that for people in Singapore, when they study overseas, they have to get into big four and big banks and large MNC companies yep. in order to be able to be considered successful from their families. What do you, what do you think about this? So um, I, I think that's a... I think that's a fair statement <laughs> because, um, yeah, who, who wouldn't want to work in a, in a large company? You get bragging rights. Your, your parents get bragging rights at Chinese New Year. You know, that's, that's the sort of thing that most Asian families run on. But um, I do have friends working in, in some of those areas, uh, working in consulting firms and all that, and they really live uh, very difficult lives. The hours are long. Some of them don't experience any uh, o, um, OT pay, overtime pay. So then it, it really begs the question because I knew of one, one case when I was working in a, in a law firm and it happened to the secretary that was there. Um, her friend's daughter was working in a very um, large, large co- corporation. Let's not, let's not name any. And she worked so hard that she found out she had fourth stage cancer. And when she found out uh, she had fourth stage cancer, what she did was she transferred all her assets to her parents and then she went to uh, Kuala Lumpur and committed suicide. So that really hit home because I don't think our parents want, want to get that, would rather get, the, would rather get the, the, the kid's life as compared to getting all that money. So sometimes we, we have to weigh the pros and cons about uh, different pressures and, and different, like you get a bragging rights, but at what cost? So there are some people willing to pay that cost, so that's fine. But there are others that are not, and these are the people that need to look at other options that are available. You know, there's different ways to earn money. There's different ways to become successful. Success looks like looks different, uh, to to every individual. So I want I would like you, your your listeners to also think deeper and reflect inside. What is success to you? and where, where you want to be, and what are the steps you can take towards it. Just getting a job in a big four, a big bang, a big MNC, that's may not be your goal. If it is, work hard towards it. If you have any advice for these listeners out here, young immigrants, young international students, what would be your number one advice? Time is a very, it's your greatest asset. Don't squander it away. That was the same advice my stocks and shares mentor gave to me. He said, what's your greatest asset? And I said, I don't have much money. And he said to me, your greatest asset is time because investments take time. Now, we're not talking just about stocks and shares. We're not talking just about uh, growing assets. We're talking about your growth as a person. I agree. Yeah. In Singapore, you must have went through, through the army. Tell me more about the journey you did in the army. Is, does it help you build your resilience? Well, I think, yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, when I was in the army, 
we did go through a lot of difficult times. So sometimes also over here, I feel like, wow, life is difficult. But then I think, oh, wait, I've been through, I've physically been through worse. So it's it's kind of like a plus point from where I, I, I was. Uh, on top of that also, the most important thing that I learned in the army was how to deal with different people. Because you, you deal with people from different backgrounds. And not everyone is uh, educated also. So you have to learn to empathize and talk to them in a different way that they can understand. So I think that was very, very helpful for, for me when I deal with people from different cultures, different backgrounds. Um, yeah, so I, I think that was one of the most important points that I learned from the army that, that gives me um, the sort of mindset that I have today. I saw, this is funny because I saw a photo of you with Prince Harry. How did you able to meet him? Could you okay. tell us more about it? Yeah. So I think that that's a, a common question. Um, I guess uh, that's part of my branding that's working. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was part of this uh, program called YGAP. So it's an awesome group of people uh, funded by the Victorian government to help social enterprises get um, the right skill sets, the right resources for them to grow their social enterprise. And being part of this network, we were invited uh, when they were looking for um, migrants uh, who, who were making, making change, making positive change in Victoria and wanted to invite us in. So there was about 400 people of us in the room, 400 of us in the room. Some were entrepreneurs, some were doctors, nurses, um, military personnel, policemen. Um, so it was such a, it's such a warm experience because you get to meet people of all different walks of life from Melbourne like a huge melting pot in the room. So yeah, because of the accelerator that we attended, we were invited. Thanks for letting me know. Um, yeah, thanks Hao for the chat. It's a pleasure talking with you. If you would like to know more about Tio Hong Hao and iDipsit, you can subscribe to iDips.it. You can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram, iDips.it. Thank you everyone for listening. Thanks, thanks Hao.